electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Tech Check Plus. I'm Julia Borston. I'm so excited to be here today for our live interview with Alejandro Oropeza. He is co-founder and CEO of Flavors, a new app that just closed a big round of funding. And also Tom Colicchio, famous celebrity chef, also chef of many of my favorite restaurants, and also, of course, a chef, a judge on Top Chef. Thank you, Tom and Alejandro, for talking to us today. Thanks for having us again. So Alejandro, let's start off. Explain what is Flavors. It's a new app. How does it work and who is it for? Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having us, Julia. So Flavors is a new platform where we're bringing together uh, the best of the best food content. So think about short form video content from the world's best chefs, content creators, publishers, bloggers, basically everyone who shapes uh, culture in food. Uh, But what's really unique about what we're building is the whole app, the whole product has been built uh, by great technologists around the experience of food and connecting to doing something about it. The the core insight that the whole company is based on is a a profoundly human behavior, which is when you see something delicious, you generally want to do something about it. So people have been watching content, uh, you know, in the U.S. since the days of Julia Child. Uh, But the thing that's unique about Flavors is being able to see something and do something about it. So watch a great video from a chef, then order the ingredients through our custom integration to Instacart. Or uh, watch a great video and cook along with it. In the future, maybe watch a great video, discover a great restaurant, order a great meal kit. And so the core premise is that people, when they're watching great food content, want to do so much more than just watch it. They want to watch it. They want to shop it. They want to eat it. Um, And Flavors is the first place where they can do that. We're, of course, very excited about the the beta launch a week ago, and and we're seeing some really strong interest uh, as of now. So interesting. So as a as a as an, a food lover and a, a home chef myself, I love to to cook and I love to try to recreate chefs' recipes at home. Tell us a little bit about how you're making that connection between seeing a chef cook a recipe and then being able to execute it at home. Totally. So look, the the founding team is is a phenomenal group of technologists, right? So folks that have worked for Google, for YouTube, for Facebook, for Twitter, but everyone shares a, a deep passion for food and a deep understanding of human behavior. And so what we've done is we've created a unique experience where you can, for example, watch a great video, and then all the ingredients, all the steps, everything that you need to replicate that at home uh, has been annotated to the video. So bringing together the best of, you know, short form video with the best of somewhere like the New York Times. And so you basically get both of those in the same experience, which is very unique. Then there's the first commerce integration, which is a downstream commerce integration with Instacart, where as you watch a great recipe, you hit shop and one click away, you're directed to an experience where you can get everything delivered at home in order to replicate the recipe. Um, Again, it's very early in the journey. It's week one. uh, And so we're seeing very strong uh, responses from users. But, you know, as it is day one, we, we look forward to building a whole bunch of other interesting features that really take the experience of cooking, of shopping, and most importantly, of connecting with other humans through food to the next level. Um, so super early, but we're very excited about what the future holds for flavors. So interesting. So Tom, you must get pitched a lot of different ideas in the food and the tech space. What made you want to get involved with this one? You know, I, I, I do. Um, and, uh, you know, I was introduced to Alejandro and we had a, a quick meeting uh, um, and within the first two minutes, I stopped him and I said, you know, this is this is 
um, very similar to something that I had been working on years ago, back in 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 2005, 2006. Um, it was a part of, of 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 what we were working on, and then when the the everything crashed, I I, just, I never went out and tried to fund it, and just kind of forgot about it. And so uh, I stopped him right away. I said, "This is fantastic. I love the idea." And again, back then, uh, you didn't have the idea of linking it to um, a, you know a, a way to, to actually shop. And so I just thought it was a great idea. I mean, you look, you know, so, so frequently we're looking at these these videos and um, uh, whether it's that overhead shot of just the, the, the food or a, a chef standing behind a counter uh, working through a recipe and you have to sit there and, you know, go back to the recipe and then, you know, write a list out and and, you know, hopefully everything is there when you get to the market. And so this just really automates that whole process. The great thing about it, too, is that you can scale the recipes. So if the recipe is for four people and you're cooking for eight, you can just put the, put the information in. It'll scale it for you so you don't have to you know, work that out. Um, and again, this is just the beginning. And, and then part of it is that, you know, um, Yes, you know, Alejandro was talking as a, you know, from the, from the tech perspective, but then very quickly he told me he's a trained chef and grew up in the restaurant industry in Mexico City. And so that um, uh, told me that this was going to be a serious, um, uh, you know, food first, technology second, um, which I was really excited about. Oh, so interesting. And Tom, I'm curious from your perspective as someone who's not only been a chef, but who's been on these on these food oriented shows for so many years. Do you think there's a hole in the market right now? I mean, I see people post about food all the time on Instagram and you see people watching all these sh shows, whether um, it's on the Food Network or somewhere else. But what hole do you think this is filling and what type of audience and how big do you think the audience is that's going to be uh, engaging with this, Tom? Well, I, I think there's a, there's a huge opportunity here. You know, if you were looking at other um, short video formats, you would have to sift through things to find food. Maybe you can search for it. But this is all food all the time. Um, and then I believe that that content providers, uh, chefs, and also uh, just foodies who like to post their stuff is going to they're going to gravitate towards this site. Um, and then once they do, we just create a whole, um, you know, universe of, of food loving videos, content providers, content creators, and uh, just just create, again, a, a, a social media site around food uh, dedicated to food. So it's it's uh, I think this is uh, it's it's really it's a no brainer. And I think it's going to attract a lot of a lot of eyeballs, uh, especially since, again, this is this uh, the, the the group behind this. Yes, they they get the tech stuff down. We know it's going to work, but they really really care about food first. And so I think we're going to see some some really great things that come out of this. Yeah, and the images from the from the app so far are gorgeous. Alejandro, though, away from the the intent of connecting food lovers mm -hmm. and helping making it easier to to cook these amazing dishes, what's the business model here, or what do you see the business model becoming in, in the next few years? Totally. So look, um, in the short term, the focus of the company is to build the best uh, user experience on the planet for people who live to eat, right, for foodies. Um, and so over the short term, the focus is effectively to build uh, that great experience. Uh, we start with this custom connection uh, into Instacart, which, of course, uh, can monetize. And there's a variety of other great ways that these social platforms are, are monetizing, right? So it's not just ads uh, or brand partnerships, but things like microsubscriptions and the ability for people to maybe donate directly to chefs and support their work uh, buying merch. There, there's so many interesting things. I think that the real opportunity here is at the intersection of two large uh, content uh, and business categories. So when you think about the size of food uh, as a content vertical, it's massive, over 20 billion video views per year. And then commerce in food, over 130 billion 
dollar industry. And so uh, again, it's, it's day one, the opportunities are endless when you think about how hungry people are, uh, pun intended, to watch this great content and then doing something about it. So very early days, but we're gonna, we're gonna find a, a bunch of interesting ways to not just monetize our business, but also to share value with creators and with chefs who are ultimately the people that bring the passion and, and the food onto the platform. Yeah, figuring out ways for, for chefs to profit from that too, I'm sure is really important. I know during the pandemic, there was an increased attention to that. But before we get back to, to the product itself, tell us a little bit about fundraising. You just raised $7 million um, led by Andreessen Horowitz and then other uh, other chefs, including uh, you know Tom Clickio, but other people as well. Tell us about what this fundraising means, whether it's hard to, to obtain in this market, which is a, is a tough one uh, for VC and what you're gonna do with that, that money. Totally. Yeah, absolutely. So I think I'll, I'll start with the personal side of the story for 30 seconds, which is what Tom mentioned. I, I started cooking at seven, uh, then grew up in a family of restaurants and chefs in Mexico City, trained in France at the Ritz Hotel. And so food is a deep passion of ours. And I think investors recognize our understanding and our passion for both the food, the content and the technology aspect of what we're building. And so some of the things that I think they, they the reason they have leaned in uh, is the large intersection of content and commerce as a business. So, you know, the addressable market is huge. Uh, a best in class team of builders and foodies who know what they're doing, uh, content from some of the world's best chefs, content creators, et cetera, and a unique product that's built for food. We raised uh, this round uh, led by Andreessen Horowitz, of course, a phenomenal investor and particularly Connie Chan, who has been writing about this space for a while. And it was a meeting of the minds when we first met, right? So vertical social platforms, shoppable videos, some of the trends that are coming from, from the Asian market are things that Connie was already writing about that we had already discussed that we were working on. And so uh, it's been so far a phenomenal partnership. We also have, you know, great chefs uh, like Tom involved in, in, in a bunch of others, content creators uh, and a bunch of other investors with verticalized understanding of Gen Z trends of food and, and things that are very valuable to us. Uh, in the current market, as you can imagine, uh, yeah, it wasn't easy. And uh, I don't know if you know this, but only 2% of venture uh, goes into Latino founders. And so we were racing uh, basically on, on a bear market uh, with, with a lot of sort of odds stacked against us. Uh, but we're, we're a team that's filled with grit. We're a team of two immigrants. We're a team of people who work very hard uh, for what they want. And so we were able to, to pull it through. We've seen uh, phenomenal interest and support from, from some of the world's best investors and chefs and bloggers. And so again, day one, week one, super excited about what's coming. Uh, but yeah, it's it's been a great ride so far. Yes, well, congratulations on that round of financing. And I wonder as you go forward, how important it's going to be to have more partners, whether it's high profile chefs or more companies like Instacart. I think about ordering groceries from Whole Foods or from Amazon Fresh or all these different platforms to make it so it's not just specific to one partner like that, but imagining being sort of a universal platform for these things. Absolutely. Look, I, I'll, I'll take it like one step further and say our, our mission is to connect the world through food. And in order to connect the world through food, we need to connect a bunch of people with a bunch of great experiences. Uh, day one is taking people from content to groceries because meal planning is hard for families and we want to really solve a user problem. Instacart has been a phenomenal partner so far, but we are, of course, open to new partnerships uh, as the product scales. And so, yes, the, the vision for the future is one where we connect these beautiful pieces of content, which will make you hungry and excited uh, and then allow you to do something about it. Step one is groceries. There will be many more to come. But I have to play devil's advocate here for a second. So you you know there's a dedicated audience that loves posting about food on Instagram, on TikTok. People love taking photos of their food. They love sharing recipes. I mean, I, I sometimes save recipes on Pinterest. If I see it on a website, you have New York Times has a recipe um, as a whole recipe app. My question is, 
why do you think it's important to pull people off these other services where there's other stuff going on as well and create something that it's a dedicated a dedicated service maybe even something that you would eventually charge for when there's so much content out there already it's not like there isn't a lot of content in this space totally and and i think you, it's a great question and, and one that we get very often uh we think that consumers will continue to use large content platforms for what they are great at which is horizontality right if you want to watch everything then there are great places to do that but if you actually want to deep dive into the experience of a specific content vertical, if you want to connect with a community of like-minded people, if you want to be free from some of the sort of pitfalls of existing social media, uh, Flavor is going to be a great place to do that because you're going to be connecting with people who like you, love food. You're going to be watching content exclusively related to food that's going to make you ha like happy, hungry. People, when they look at the product, they're like, oh, this, this made me so happy. It feels meditative. And so we're creating a very unique experience. Again, uh, people will continue to use some of the large platforms. Uh, we think this is complementary. I think a great analogy to that is what Twitch has done for live streaming and gaming, where, of course, there are great platforms who have great gaming content out there. Twitch has built a really unique community where, you know, people feel connected to a specific product, to a set of creators, to a specific technology, and to people who, you know, talk, speak like them and are interested in the same things. Building a community in the, in the food space, I think, is really unique. And we are building for people who live to eat. Right, people who define their whole selves through their experience of food, uh, and for those people, when they see flavors, it's really exciting. So we're we're gonna coexist, but there's so much opportunity to build something beautiful and unique in the food space. So more focused, uh, a more focused approach, and not with all the noise and in, in other places and social media. So Tom, just a final question to you, a similar one. I mean, you've seen how your fans engage with you and other brands and other content on social platforms elsewhere um, across apps. There is so much content out there. What is it that you have seen about the way people are interacting with food content that made you convinced that this was filling a necessary niche in the market? You know, again, I think because most of those other platforms that are out there, you can't shop directly through them. You can't write a recipe. That's that's the that's the I think the game changer here, uh, you could look at, you know, Instagram and look at a, 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 someone doing a recipe and then you have to sit there and try to write. And especially there's other platforms, you're not getting a recipe. You're just seeing a video. So you have to try to figure out what they're actually doing and write it down and watch it over and over again to create a, a shopping list. Um, you know, the other thing I think is is, is kind of novel, too, is that we, we talked about going down to some of the, the large uh, food producers or going through Instacart. But there's a whole bunch of small producers that are doing some really cool things that yes. we can also connect to. Um, there are foraging sites that we can connect to. And so if you're really looking for the latest, you know, porcinis and morels when they're first in season, you're not going to find that. Um, through a, a, a large, you know, broad retailer, you're going to have to uh, go to some of these other people, you know, that have these foraging sites. So there's a lot of other things that we can do. There's a, there's also specialty vinegar vinegar makers and olive oils and things like that that can be connected. So you're not just going through the inventory of what's on the shelves in, you know, again, uh, Whole Foods. And so there's a whole world that we can open up to small uh, producers as well, not just the broadliners. And I think well, that's a pretty cool aspect of this as well. Pretty cool. And as, as a consumer of these products, I can't wait to buy some cool porcini so I could try to recreate some of your recipes, Tom. <laughs> well, this is fascinating. I mean, looking at the connection between content and commerce uh, and the social component as well with this passionate audience of, of food lovers and, and home chefs. Thank you so much to both of you for joining us, Alejandro and Tom. Appreciate you coming Thank on you. Uh, and talking to us on the heels of this news of the $7 million funding round for Flavors. Thank you, Julia. Thanks so Thanks. much. That's been Tech Tech Plus. This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, 
No one wants happy customers more than you do. So you need a business partner just like you. Like FedEx, who understands your passion for serving your customers because they have the same commitment towards you. That's why FedEx offers you picture proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. What's more, FedEx Ground is faster to more locations than UPS Ground. Trust FedEx for timely deliveries. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively FedEx.